0: This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. I may all be seated and uh, let's get down to business this evening. I heard the Archbishop say something and I completely agree with it. That's Archbishop, Archbishop Ida Hose. All right, It said if you are canceling somebody and you are not being canceled your own self by the cancel you are giving, you are canceling the person's life. In other words, if what you are saying will bless other people, it must be blessing you also. So if you prepare to teach something and you personally are not blessed by your own, your own private time of, say, study, then the chances of you being a blessing to other people all right, will be um, um, very uh, unlikely, all right? So what I want to share this um, evening uh, has also even been a huge blessing to me, all right, in studying and preparing things that I hadn't seen that way, all right? I began to see them clear. All right, so this evening we'll be looking at the steps of the faith of Abraham, Uh, The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 14, verse 12, sorry, 4, verse 12. And the father of circumcision, it says, to them who are not of circumcision only, but who also work in the steps, in the steps. So there were definite steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had yet been on or being yet uncircumcised. So it speaks about the work in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham that he had while he was yet uncircumcised. So the faith of Abraham, and this faith we are speaking about has definite steps. And the Bible says we should walk in the steps of that faith. So this evening we want to look at the steps of that faith. I will look at this until tomorrow morning. But we established yesterday from Romans 4 and verse 17, and I'll just touch on it again. Sorry, verse 16, that it, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise may be sure or certain to all the seed. So God says, it is of faith, this faith, that it might be by grace. In other words, you are saved, not of your own self, but, all right, through faith, and that's not of your own self. The Bible says, it is a gift of God. So it is, all right, a gift of God, this faith that we are speaking about all right? It is a gift of God. Uh, The Bible says, by grace, you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. In other words, this faith is not what you generated by your own self. It is actually a gift of God. So we explained that this faith is a manifestation of the Spirit, and it's not something in your own power that you can all right carry out. And so we said that important thing is after you receive a promise from God, it is important you go to God and ask him for an outpouring of his grace or a supply of the Spirit of Jesus so that you are enabled to work or take the steps of faith and to walk by faith, and to operate in this. It is, we saw yesterday, a manifestation of the Spirit. Just like Solomon, after he was given the vision to build a house, went to God and said, I do not know how to go in, neither do I know how to come out. Therefore, give me. He depended on God. Daniel, after he saw in the books, He went there to God in supplication and in prayer. So anytime you receive a promise from God, go up to him first for a release of grace. And that's what he was telling Peter, that if you don't have this, your faith is going to fail. For a release of grace into your heart so that you will be able to fulfill all the demands of God by his spirit, and the Bible says, then the promise will be sat So grace is made available so that we can walk in the steps of the faith, all right, of Abraham. So let's start out with the steps. Step number one, Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Today we'll look at five of it. It says five of these steps. As it is written, so it starts... With what's written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him, whom, or before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though So the first step in this is that the individual must be quickened by something that is written. Step number one. You as a person must be quickened by something that is written. The word quickened means life is given on to you. Now, the second step is a confession, but the first step is that you are quickened. Now, remember when God formed man, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, God breathed into man, he formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The Hebrew sages, in the writing interpretation of that scripture, say that when it says, and man became a living soul, literally in Hebrew, it reads, and man became another speaking spirit like God. So the first thing God did was to breathe into man the breath of life. And once that life entered into man, he became a speaking spirit and began to declare things. Same thing is saying in Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. God who quickens the dead uses what it is written or was written, and through that breathes into man, that individual, the breath of life. In other words, at the start of every faith venture, it always starts with God breathing into a person. The breath of life. And that's what it means to quicken a person. To take verses of scripture and to minister life and hope to that individual from the pages of the Bible. When the scripture says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. That word inspiration means breath. The same thing that God did to man when he was just dust. He breathed into him the breath of life. Now, all scripture is given by the breath of God. So when God wants to breathe into a person today and to quicken that person, what he does is that he opens up scripture's to that individual concerning that particular thing, and literally, he has breathed into that person the breath of life. So it starts out, number one, with the individual being quickened. And once you are quickened, you are energized. Once you are quickened, it means from the pages of the scripture why you thought that you were in a hopeless situation or things can't work out or I don't know how this will happen. All right, from the pages of the scripture, you receive encouragement, you receive illumination. God takes a word or some portion of scripture and shows you something. And literally by doing that, he has breathed into you the breath of life. What David said in Psalm 119 verse 49. Remember thy word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This has been my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. In other words, I was in affliction, and when you opened up a word to me, I received encouragement or a new lease of life. I received comfort from that scripture, It explained to me what was going on. It told me what would be the outcome of this, and the breath of life entered in to me. That is the starting point. In other words, the individual is quickened from Scripture. That's step one. Before you can go to calling those things that be not as though they were, there must first of all be this quickening. That's why in John chapter 6 and verse 63, Jesus said very clearly. He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. That's the first thing. The flesh profiteth nothing. Then he said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, I am speaking from a place of first being quickened By the Spirit of God. And we have talked about that in Gaining Hope. So that's the first step to faith. First step to faith is you have got to be quickened from what is written in the Word of God. And literally what God has done to you is that that very thing that will one day see the form of it, he has breathed into you the breath, all right, of the life of that particular thing. He has breathed that thing, all right, on the inside. And he says, now it's going to come out of you. So step number one, a person must be quickened from uh, that which is written. Not that which is said. Do you get what I'm saying here? But that which is what? Written. It doesn't start with hearing a voice. It starts with revelation of scripture. We'll get to voice. Do you get what I'm saying here? So that you don't people don't go I just heard it from heaven. I just heard from heaven. I just heard, and people go into all kinds of errors. And this is where you have Christians. We start affirming things and affirming things. And, and people start prophesying and prophesying and prophesying. All right? Please leave people prophesying into your life alone. They will confuse you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Look for what is written. That's the starting point. Prophecy should confirm what you have seen. All right? Prophecy is for confirmation, not to inspire you into action or direction. It's to start with what? You must see what or else they will confuse you. Okay, we don't have to go too much into it. Well, you have seen prophets say now, they are withdrawing prophecy, but they will confuse you. Okay? So, don't start with that. Start with what? It is written. No prophecy, what is written is prophetic. Yes. All right, then come teach prophecy today. Prophecy is not just telling somebody what will happen in the future. You can teach somebody and there's prophecy in it. Because it says, it talks about prophecy, it says for encouragement is for exhortation. So prophecy is not just prediction, predicting the future. So it starts with it is written, which means you've seen something by your own self privately and it's written. Right? So you are quickened. And it's a personal experience in your soul. Step one. Step two, it tells us in Romans seven 4, 17, then you start calling into existence those things that be not as though they are. Step number two is you now begin, all right, to speak Words that are consistent with what God has shown you. Where there is no sound, there is no life. The first manifestation of faith is in the sound that comes out of the person. God quickens, and the next thing he says is, Give sound. To what I have placed in you. How do you know a child is not stillborn? Because the child cries. Sound. Once there is life, first manifestation is what? Sound. So you have to start giving sound to what you have seen. And the Bible says, he began to call into existence. Alright, those things that be not as though they are. And that's why Zechariah, you cannot, all right, contradict with your words what God has shown you. Are you following what I'm saying? Never from that moment contradict. Now, even if you don't say it, even if you say, you're not talking, it's even better. But do not start contradicting Because God cannot bypass your words to bring anything into your life. That's illegal. All right, what you authorize, all right, what God can do is what you as an individual authorize and you authorize it with the words that you speak. Somebody has to say something. That's why even all the prophetic scriptures, when Jesus came, everything Jesus did on this earth, somebody had said something. Because God cannot do anything until first of all, an individual on the earth has given sound to it. So when the prophets were giving sound, they didn't even understand what they were saying, but God needed them to say it. They talked about a virgin that would give birth. They didn't understand it, but without that sound, God can't move. So, who is giving sound to your future is your responsibility. Are you following me? The prophets came and God had to cause them to prophesy that he'll be a priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. Why did he have to cause them to say those things? Because if they don't say those things, then he has no room on the earth. Somebody on the earth must say it. And therefore, in your own personal life, To secure your future, to secure the future of your children, you must start giving sound. And what that means is that you start calling it into existence. Which means the way you bring something into existence is that you start calling it as though it were. That's how you bring it into what? Existence. Remember, we saw yesterday, it says, through faith, we understand that the walls were framed by what? The Word of God. That word there, Rema, is actually the posture of somebody saying something. All right? Look, I don't want to go into it, but Roy Hicks taught this. 1978, Rema Bible School. I have the lectures. And I called a friend. I said, this is what Roy Hicks was saying. He said the remma is the posture of a person speaking the word of God. It's not what you hear, but what you say. In other words, once he reveals it, it is not remma. It's when you say it, that is the sword of the spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get the picture now? So through faith, you understand the worlds were framed by somebody's saying. So that the things that are seen were made out of things that do not what? Appear. So you are calling those things that don't appear into appearance, so to speak. By talking about them as though they were. If you talk about it as something that is going to happen, it will never appear. Therefore, what God, all right, I'm coming, I'm telling you, listen, everybody in this covenant will understand this faith thing. Listen, because it has to be, I'm telling you this, the constitution of the church, all right, called into existence those things that be not, so you're not talking about them as something that is going to happen one day, but you are saying that this is what is happening now hell before you stay that means you are not talking about your life as the condition in Nigeria now and the price of diesel but you are talking about your life according to what you are seeing so what you are not today you will not become tomorrow there is no improvement in the spirit realm It either is or it will never be. Do you get what I'm saying? So you're calling into existence those things that be not as though. So you have to do this intentionally. In other words, God has written his own. You too must write your own. Do you get what I'm saying? So call into existence those things that be not as though they were. Have your own personal, like it says, right in the vision. Have your own personal declaration of the promise worded in a way that fits your own experience. In other words, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 tells us that He says, let your conversation be without covetousness, be content with such things as you have. For I have said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, I have said, that you may boldly see. So he breathes into you the breath of life, that you may become another speaking spirit. What was John the Baptist before Jesus came? He said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Before you can have the appearance of Christ in your life, a voice must cry. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to use your words to prepare the way for the Lord. He says, And all flesh shall see the glory of the Lord. So, what flesh is going to see, you must be given voice to now. Are you following me? Saying? It's not like, look, I'm irritated. I'm just saying what is in my mind. I'm just saying what's on my mind. I'm just keeping real. I'm just keeping, it real. I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to have a declaration, all right? And we'll go into this that you have written out. Now, let me say this as you declare. The mind, human mind, cannot tell the difference between what was experienced and what was repeatedly imagined. Can't tell the difference. If you repeatedly imagine something, your mind cannot tell the difference whether you actually experienced it or you are imagining it. That is why people, when they say people suffer from delusion, if you keep imagining the wrong thing after some time, you will believe that reality and you'll be in that bubble. Are you following what I'm saying? Because of time, the mind won't. If you, if you you just believe it, and then you start acting on something that is false. So before you get into that, God says, "I have breathed. I have given you truth that you want to build on." So in the declaration, this is why I said what I said. It is what we call meditation, or what we have called. You do it in a meditative manner because this is by your own self between, all right, it's just you now absorbing the word of God that you have heard into your own life and feeding upon that word in your consciousness. So you take what he has breathed into you and you begin to call it into existence as though it were. please, don't make the mistake. All right. time I teach faith, I always say this. I was I was preaching and, and preaching and preaching. And one day I went to America, Dr. Crawford Church, and, and Kenneth Copeland taught. And he said, "I want to teach you people on the perfect law of breakthrough." And he said, "All oh, the ushers, she shut the door. Nobody should move." We we're about thousands of ministers. There couldn't be less than couldn't have been less than four thousand. He said, "I want to teach the perfect law of breakthrough." And then he started. He said, Look, I had this condition in my back that I carried for almost 25, 35 years. Said there's somebody who's in a teaching in our children's section who grew up in the children's sections now. So that showed for years. Said I will have sharp pain in my back. I will get up while I'm going to preach. Said, I never missed the meeting because of it, but sometimes mm-hmm. he said my wife Gloria had to, Sister Gloria had to dress me up and all said, but I kept said, so I told God, what's going on? I'm confessing, I'm confessing. And he said, while I was praying in the spirit, just praying that God was going on, he said, Kenneth Hagin's message, camp meeting would always come back to me. And he always used to repeat this story every camp meeting. A woman was on the wheelchair. And that as Kenneth Hagin said, he would tell them as he was praying, laying hands, the healing anointing, but the healing anointing, all right, just lifted off him. And as it lifted off him, he saw the woman on the wheelchair, got to her and said, look, I'm sorry, the healing anointing has left, but um, uh, there's another way you can get healed, and it's by faith. And then he opened 1 Peter 2, 24, and look, it says, and by his stripes, he said, he asked her, it says, uh, that we should live, right? By whose stripes you are healed. He told her, look at it. When were you healed? said, no man looked at it, looked at it, looked at it, and suddenly her eyes brightened. And it lit up as she was on the wheelchair and said, Father, I thank you. I remember when I used to come into meetings like this on a wheelchair. Thank you, now I walked into this meeting by myself. Thank you, now I can do all the things I couldn't do for my family. I remember when, and she was calling into existence her healing as though it were. She was still on the wheelchair, but talking about all the things she can now do because she's off the wheelchair said, as she was thanking God, she got up from that wheelchair. He said, the Holy Spirit told him, you've been talking about your healing. And this is the foremost faith teacher. I'm just trying to say, you you can just miss it in just, you can. You can think you are confessing, but you are talking about it in the future, not now. He said, God said, you've always put the healing into the future. I need you to put that healing into the past. He said, he saw it. Called Dr. Crafodola, called Jerry Savelle, called Jesse Duplantis, called all his ministers. They were having a conference. He said, All of you now, 8th of August, he wrote it down this is the date, lay your hands on me. After you lay these hands, this is the point of contact for receiving my healing. I will never. He said, I crossed that line from God is going to heal me, to I have gotten healed. He said, and I will never violate that covenant by talking about my healing, no matter how I feel, as though it's something that God is yet to do, but something that happened on the 8th of August. Now, what I'm trying to tell you is that you need to go home and write down what God has told you about your future and write today. On the 17th of June, after the faith seminar, I received the... Following things into my life based on God's word to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, don't write five pages where you yourself, when you start, by the time you finish, you are forgetting what you said at the beginning. And Jesus said that. And you see, that's, you are using too many words. All right? Let it be short. And I'm going to say it. let it be sharp. Okay? Talk about it as an experience that has already happened. Now, the key is this. Anchor every promise God has given to you on something he has done for you in the past. Maybe if I I had known, I would have written an example of a confession so you see it. So... When you write, for example, you write and say, I'm seated here today enjoying the experience of having gotten, let's just say, something. And then you say, it feels exactly the way I felt seven years ago. When? And you anchor it to something that God has already done. Because when David was facing Goliath, he anchored it on something God had done. I had a friend in 2008 who was working in, in, in um, Barclays Bank in England. He said when people are losing jobs during the financial crisis, he said he said he, looked at, he looked at the world and he got hope from the world. He said you will apply for a job, it will come online. And as you apply, you just see 300, he said the job will be gone. He said he increased his salary, everything. He said a voice told him, people are still looking for jobs, you are increasing. How will it work? Now, what you've got to understand, and we've studied this right here and there, is that the heart, that's why the Bible says the heart shouldn't be divided. The heart, where the seat of logic is, is connected to where your experience is. If something is not logical, your heart will cut you from saying that thing when you start saying it, which means if it's not logical, your heart will check you. That's why when somebody says something, say, are you listening to yourself? Did you just listen to what you said? Now, what are you trying to say is that you mean this passed through your seat of logic. That's exactly what you are saying. You mean when you said this, something in you didn't tell you that what you are saying. Are you following what I'm saying here? That means you are saying that there's something wrong with that person's reasoning faculty. Now, therefore, is that set sort of logic that when you see a chair, you decide whether it can carry your weight and you sit on it. It cannot carry your weight, you don't sit on it. However, is that same set sort of logic when God promises the impossible that comes into operation? I determined what you will eat, what you didn't eat. Where you will sit, what you will sit. Whether you should cross the road or not cross the road, I am telling you what you just heard now cannot happen. Do you get what I'm saying? And that's where the unbelief comes. However, logic will always bow to experience. In other words, if you can anchor the confession on something that happened in your past that logic cannot explain, You can say, this happened as it happened seven years ago. Bam! That's what happened with David. When David went to meet Saul and told Saul, I can kill Goliath. Logically, he said, he has been fighting from a youth. You are just a youth. David said, no problem. Let me give you my experience. Saul said, I bow. Go and fight. If you've experienced that, you will get this done. That's why you want to, do not ever underestimate a person who has a track record of doing things. When Barack Obama came out, President Obama, to contest, and people were saying he won't be able to make it, which is true. Nobody in the history, a black person, in fact, the anchor to one of the television programs, whether it was CNN or one of them, when he won the election that night, the man went in front of White House. Stood there, and you are not supposed to do this as a journalist. He said, listen, I'm in front of people who are rejoicing. Then he turned. He said, daddy. He said, my father. He said, daddy. He said, everything you've told me and you canceled me in life has always come true. You are my mentor. You told me everything and everything. He said, but you made one mistake. He said, when I was young, you brought me to the White House. He said, it is called the White House because no black man will ever be there. Don't ever. He broke down in tears. He said, tonight, what you said is wrong. But you know, the day I read something and I knew that there's trouble, was he was the first black guy to be elected president of the Harvard Law School. If it has happened at Harvard Law School, you better be careful. That is why no matter what God promises, If there's no memory of victory, you can't make it. Hear what I'm about to tell you. Satan is playing the game of memory. That's why even when a person backslides, they return to the vomit, which means you are pulling them back to something in the past. So when, now you can be saying on the outside, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. That is true. But it's the memory that you are conscious of that we are going to see. Do you get what I'm saying? Listen, master stroke of Pharaoh. He knew it. He said, "These people, they are greater than us." He said, "You know what to do? Let us make them fetch us of water and hewers us of wood. If we can give them a mindset, if we can give them a mindset." That they are slaves. He said, so that no army comes from outside one day and comes into alliance with them. Do you get what I'm saying here? He said, and they will take over. Do you know when they had that mindset and the experience of being slaves, it wasn't an army. God was the one who came into alliance with them. But their memory kicked in and God couldn't take them to the promised land. So in your life, you have past failures, you have past success. Which one are you aligning with? Yeah. Listen, you have past failures, you have past success. Those successes, that's where your stronghold is. Carry it. Don't play victim. Yeah. So, today, somebody tweeted something. I said, listen to me. I, 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 I said, listen to me. What will cause Islamization in Nigeria is not anybody but your sense of being a victim. I said, of all the southern governors in Nigeria, only one is a Muslim. I said, it has ever caught you? Yet, you are saying you are losing. There are more Christian governors than Muslim governors. Yes, you have a mindset that you are losing. What is causing that mindset? The church is growing faster than it has ever grown in, in Nigeria. And is growing faster than probably anywhere else in the world. Yet, you have a mindset that you are being defeated. It's slavery. Once something has been injected into you. That's why many people live, still live on that military mindset. If you say military one, people will be afraid. Do you understand? Say, because of, it's just that ah, they'll say the military have come, the military have come. People start shaking. They are holding the constitution of the country, but they'll be shaking. Even it's the military mindset that makes us say, the president should just make this decision. Because we think like... He's a military officer that will command. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? So, what happened in the past is still playing in people's minds. And you may not know. So, listen to what God did. He parted the Red Sea. The experiences of the past kicked in. He fed them with manna from heaven. Thing he was dropping. The experiences of the past kicked in. The only thing that can change it is your confession of God's word. Miracles on the outside can't change it. It's your personal confession that can change it. For he says, I will write my laws in your mind, and in your inward thoughts will I put them. And how does he do that? Your mouth is a pen or your tongue of a ready writer. This friend told me, he said, when the thing hits him first time, hits him second time, he said, he changed his confession. He said, my wife's fallopian tubes were destroyed. First time she got pregnant, destroyed. Medically speaking, it was impossible for her to get pregnant. Impossible. He said she got pregnant and delivered. He said, so I started confessing. I will get this job exactly the same way. He said, logic kept quiet. Because logic couldn't explain that miracle. In other words, there are some things that have happened. Look, let me tell you this. As far as God is concerned, if he has given you one job, you should, be job- you should never be without a job for the rest of your life. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. The problem is that you are remembering what happened to you in the job, not how he gave you the job. <clears throat> what are people talking about? The this way, the children, and they have forgotten how miraculous it was. You are trying to meet people is a struggle, but you've forgotten seven years ago how you met somebody without being a struggle. Go back. Go back to that place where without any, any activity, something just opened and begin to say it, that this has happened just as it happened. This has happened just as it happened. I told people to listen to me. I had to do to be in this meeting today. I had to. just I came here. I had to do an apology to a ministry that invited me that they crashed. I personally apologize because the pastor said that he has printed banners everywhere. Uh, this will look like he is a trickster that he just used my name. So I had to come out and say I personally apologize. Your pastor invited me. I agreed. What I'm trying to say is that I have more meetings than I ever preach, but. I will never, I have never, not just asked, nor desired that anybody should call me and preach. You know why what God told me? He told me, he said, listen. He said, when you were a an non-believer and you went to University of Lagos, you entered into a room U218 and you sat down. U318 was where the fellowship started that you eventually became president. They came from U318 when the fellowship was too full to come for a chair. You gave them your chair, not knowing that you are one day going to be president. He said, if I got you into ministry that way, leave every other thing to me. Do you understand what I'm First time anybody asked me to preach, I, I said, no, no. He said, you must preach, or preach. He said, that's how I got you to start preaching. That's the same way I will get you into everywhere. You didn't have to greet them five times. Do you understand what I'm saying? We forget. The Bible says that the children of Ephraim been armed. They had arms. They had weapons. Being armed. The Bible says, turned back in the day of battle. Why? Next verse. And kept not the covenant, refused to walk in his law. Next verse. It says, and forgot. When you forget, you will have all the every potential and opportunity to succeed, but you'll be complaining. So call that confession as you write it. Sit down and think well. Because let me tell you this: God creates once, He reproduces after that. Let me repeat. Some people I like want creation every time. He creates once. Once he has created something for you, he goes home. He says, My friend, we have entered rest of that person. Why? Because he said, Let everyone produce after its kind. Every miracle should produce after its kind. Because the fruit has its seed on the inside. In other words, the job was the fruit, the salary was the fruit, but the seed to reproduce more things like it. Was the experience. So the Bible says if they remember the country from which they came, they will have created opportunities to return. It's negative, use the negative, but it's positive too. If you remember the visitations of God, you will create opportunities for those things to happen again. Who controls your memory? Who controls your memory? That's where the strongholds are. There's nobody, if they sit you down and start telling you what has happened to them, you'll be sorry for them. There's nobody. Ah, eh, eh, eh? Ah, this person treated me this way. They've treated everybody like that. But at the same time, some people too have treated you well. Which one do you remember? Ah, say people. Ah. <laughs> but you won't remember when people open doors for you. And if you are conscious of the bad people, you keep attracting because the Bible says there is a law to him that hath, more is given. In other words, what you are conscious of, more is given to him that hath not, which means I don't have, even that which he has, so he has something, he's just saying I have not, will be taken away from him. And one of the powerful things is as you make the confession and remind yourself of things that have happened, the feeling of what happened that time begins to come up. And this is what gives life to what is going on. So it's like, so write it down, okay? I mean, that's why to preach this faith, my time is almost gone. I've not even started. All right? this Okay? When I was writing, I was thinking to myself, see see where I am? I still have one. One. (laughs) And and I thought that "Ah, this thing is still short, but listen, write it down. Put insert into it the stronghold. Okay? If you have succeeded at anything or you've experienced blessing anywhere, is enough. Milk it. Are you following what I'm saying? Milk it. All right? Okay. Number three. All right, so let's go back to Romans four seventeen. So write out your confession. We will still speak more about this to make a declaration. So you call into existence those things that be not as though they were. All right? I mean, there's more to that, but let's just move on. Okay? Next thing. Who against hope, as against hope that it could ever happen, believed in hope that he might become a father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Now, at the beginning, he says, that which was written. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, this one was spoken. Uh, what was spoken is a very powerful principle. And this is how everything happens. Whatever God tells you that you are calling into existence, he tells you, so shall your seed be. That thing requires a seed. We're not talking about money. It requires that you sacrifice something at one point. It may be a seed of forgiveness. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Listen, every living thing came out of a seed. Just know this. You go outside, you see an animal came from a seed. You see a plant from a seed. Every living thing comes out of a seed. And I will show, I'll close with this today, how God has used, this is what he does. Look, how did Abraham, God promised Abraham two things. He promised him, land. He said, to the land, I will do what? Show you. He also promised him he will be a father of many nations. They were twofold. When it was time to be, when God was going to say, now you got it, father of many nations, what did it happen? He had one child, and God said, take that child, put on the altar. He took the child, put on the altar, God said, for this thing that you have done, In blessing shall I bless thee, and in multiplying shall I multiply thee, and your seed shall be as the stars of heaven. So he sacrificed something. When he was going to get land, strife started between Abraham and Lot. God wanted him to give up land to get land. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a law. If Job's captivity was going to be turned around, he had to do something. When he prayed for his friend, which was a hard thing to do, God turned his captivity around. For Isaac to get somewhere, he had to release something. There was strife between him. He said, this well, have it. It is not easy to give up your father's wills. Listen to me, it's not easy. It's just like, it, this, it is just like saying that there's inheritance your father left and there's some four houses and there's fight over it. And then you look at the Bible and God says, give up all the houses for your younger brother. Eh? <laughs> but God is going to require something from your hand that is, income, that is a sacrifice. He will, re- listen to him say, no, it's all over the Bible. Are you following what I'm saying here? Everything comes from some seed. Everything comes from somewhere. You can't just be confessing in the air. Are you following what I'm saying? Joseph cannot become. uh, Somebody told me something today. I want to announce it now. Massive opening inside the city. And when the chap told me, and he concluded everything, I remembered. He walked into my office. I didn't know him. He said, I want to have start a business and this wants to sell honey and all of that. We helped him in our covenant capital to finance it. This guy, today's phone call, opened up one of the most strategic doors in the history of this ministry. But it comes from somewhere. Joseph planted a seed by interpreting dream for people free of charge. That's why in this faith thing you can't be planting wrong seeds with people around and then you are confessing because God needs a seed to work with. Do you get what I'm saying here? If you are going to be promoted to some places, there are places that it is not your intellect. It listen to me, it is on recommendation. A friend of mine, I've known from school, he was his senator here. He's not a senator. They gave him a position in government. The president gave him a position. I went to visit him. I said, ah, senior, how are you? When I was going, when we got to his car, he said, listen, I need somebody in this outfit here who will be my eyes. And it must be somebody that goes to your church that you trained. That's the person I can, I can trust. It must be your personal. I was going, he said, listen to me, don't call anybody home. It must be your own person. Young guy that can do this work, move around, move around. Strategic position. They don't give it on CV. Do you know that there are some finances that cannot be collateralized? Which collateral can you bring for $400 million? What what, 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 what do you have that you will bring? You will say, carry me myself to the place. Those transactions are on referrals. This person can do it. That they are saying it is from seed. Now to get that position when you say young person, I might not know young person. So I will look for a young person I know that also I trust. They didn't just say Joseph. Ah. While we're praying. <laughs> or did they call Daniel? They just said while we're praying, a name came up. Da- it doesn't work like that. They said there is somebody in the kingdom in the days of your what? Father. Mordecai didn't get there. He just woke up and said, Mordecai, the king couldn't sleep because a seed that was planted had not been rewarded. Do you? Do you? Let me show you a few here. I just wrote a couple there. Let me see what I got. So Isaac did the same thing. Job did it. So shall thy seed be. All right? He prayed for his friends. That's why, look, you look at anybody that is doing something, man, meet people that know them. They will tell you that, that, mm, this thing is balanced. This person has, has done certain things. So God will require. Just, just let me show you this, this conversation here. Genesis 20. And that's why you have to be careful when, particularly when um, there, there are clashes that are going on between you and people. Okay? People, 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 all right, when they say be the bigger person, be the bigger person. Because God is probably trying to get you to to sow a seed in resolving that crisis. Because the seed of righteousness is sowed in peace by them that make peace. He's trying to, I mean, Abraham just looked at you and said, look, how will we end this strife? Isaac looked at it, and he must have been taught by his father. Isaac said, how will we end this strife? Okay, you can take the well. He said, take the well that my father, that I dug. Not only is this his father's will, he dug it. I'm saying this seed, now nah, cost to... All right? So let me show you this. God had spoken to Abraham again, the angel appeared, and told Abraham about Sarah, and that by this time next year. Look at what happened. Genesis 20, verse 7. So Abraham decided... You know the story, Tubo. he told Sarah, he said, tell this king that, that you're my sister. Okay? You're a sister and brother. Because the way you look, I suspect when we get there, they may kill me to get you. So just say, I'm your brother. Okay? And Abimelech took Sarah. Put that scripture. All right? Took Sarah. All right? There. Now, next verse. And God came to him in a dream by night. God and said, You're a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> For the woman which thou hast taken is another man's wife. Now, the man honestly told God, I didn't know. This chap lied to me. And God said, Because you are a person of integrity, before you touched her, I appeared so that you will not receive severe because you will have died. Please understand this story. So what happens is verse let's go to verse 8. All right. So restore Abeba grows the money and called the servant told the things that he had. Verse 9. Abraham said, What hast thou done unto us? I have offended, all right, and what have I offended thee that thou hast brought on me, and my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that not not to be have done? Verse 10, Ebenezer said to Abraham, What sayest thou that thou thou hast done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. And yet, indeed, she is my sister, all right, that I wasn't lying like that. (laughs) (laughs) She's actually my sister. All right, even though the intent was wrong. But it's my sister. She's the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. (laughs) You know, when people are lying and they are saying that, all right. And she became my wife. So I didn't lie. And it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house that I said unto her, This kindness which thou shalt show unto me at every place where we come, say that you are my brother. I'm your brother. All right. Okay, then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, men servants, gave unto Abraham and restored him, Sarah, his wife. Abimelech said, behold, the land is before thee. Dwell where it pleaseth thee. And Sarah, said, behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces, <laughs> says your brother a thousand pieces of silver and let him be covered into your eyes and all that. And so she was reproved. Which means that she was looking at him in a way she shouldn't have looked at him. That's what the scripture says. So Abraham prayed unto God. Listen to this. And God healed Abimelech and his wife and his best that they bear children. Look at this. For the Lord had fastened clothes because of Sarah's sake, which means God had gone to judge. But he did it for the sake of Sarah. So when Abraham prayed for Abimelech, look at the next verse. And the Lord visited Sarah as he said. If Abraham refused to pray, do you understand what I'm saying? There will always be something. This thing doesn't drop from the air. There will always be what? Something. You give God the point of entry into your life. That's why the Bible says, God cannot be mocked. He says, that word means you cannot make a fool of God. Whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. He that soweth to the flesh, shall of the flesh, he that soweth to the spirit, shall of the spirit reap eternal life. So as you're making confessions and declaring the giving sound, The sound begins to produce things around. Be watchful. All right? Be quick to forgive. Be quick to, all right, be watchful. All right? Stuff will happen. People, I mean, it's not every single person, it's not people that come to you that, that, you know, once I told God, God said to me, said, give to every man that asketh. He said, that's what I said to you. He said, that is what I said. So I said, Lord, it's not possible to give to every man that asks. Because there will be nothing left to give. He said, I said, give. He said, I didn't say money. He said, you can give counsel. You can give advice. You can give encouragement. You can give prayer. But I said, give what I'm trying to tell you is be cautious as you relate with people, for the Bible says some have entertained angels unawares. But, but don't go around thinking that you know people treat people anyhow, do all kinds of things with people anyhow. All right, do anything anyhow, do it anyhow, and all of that. You know, somebody who owns an airline in this country, I was watching, said so. He said, "How do I don't make money?" He said, he was laughing, he said, hey, this thing. He said, when I came to Lagos, I was doing business hustling. He said, and I used to have people like area boys around me, and I used to treat them very well. He said, one of them just came and said, oh, God, oh, God. you treat us very well. Oh. Can you help us with land? My family has land. He said, I looked at the guy, area boy, family has land. He said, let me take you. That's how I took him to family meeting. Truly vast amounts of land they owned. He said, if you can do this, we'll give you this portion of the land. He said that's how he helped them, we caught everything, everything. He said he was area boy. He did know that he belonged to a family that had vast amounts of land. So when God wants to bring you into real estate, he can start with an area boy around you. So look, 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 please, please. You know, let me tell you this. When we started church, there was a woman who had um, was mentally challenged. She would dress anyhow. She would, I mean, really mentally, challenged. and she she just decided to stay outside the church. So people would be coming in for service, and she would be walking, You know, sometimes she would walk in to come and take water in the tank and go. So I was very upset. I was not, very upset. not going to say this image of the church. People said the image of the church, image of the church. You can't have image. You know, church of church. So I'm good for a major. I'm sure. I, we start speaking English. So I told her I saying, yes, it's not good for it. God told me said, listen, listen to me. Go and build that somewhere she'll stay. Go and build that. So I called the carpenter, I built, 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 built a place for her and pointed, Mama, go inside this place. She ruined nothing. I said, why? She purchased a security house. That is brick they use for that one. <laughs> I said, brick, wood. I told the man, build for brick for her. That's when I knew that. This madness wasn't total. <laughs> and the reason why we did it was because, you know, people are funny. People used to come and rape her at night, all these witchcraft people. Maybe they told them they should go and sleep with somebody. They'll come. She was screaming. So the guards told me. So we built it for her so she could lock herself up and all of that. And, you know, you know, every one day something happened in, in church and all of that. And the electrician, he just turned around. He said, Pastor, you are saved and secured. He he said, he kept in it. Even though my mother came home and said, you built a house for somebody that's in front of your church, do you know that her relatives started coming? Relatives we didn't see before. At night, and her son will come, they will write letter. Do you think that you go into those kind of excursions, you will lack a roof to sleep under? There is justice. So God's throne is built on justice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In other words, it is what you sow into this earth you reap. Do you understand me? Of what you are, there's nothing to gain from her. Exactly. <laughs> are you from here? There's absolutely nothing to gain from her. But those are seeds that you sow. Yes. That tomorrow you want to build a house of your own and finances coming, angels bring them. Yes. Somebody else will say, saying, Well, I've been confessing, 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 confessing. Alright? You know, somebody said in business, he said this, and, and, and said uh, he said, Look, we tried, we opened it. He was writing this about business. He said, He said, when men struggle in business. They are trying to reap for what they are trying to reap in life what they have not sold. He said, business. He said, I found it to be so. He said, because he said, this is somebody. He said, we are doing it. He said, then they called us. First, it was into music and all of that. He said they called us and said that they want to have a concert. I should organize a concert, maybe for some people, maybe Somalia or something. For the he said, we went into this city. We're about to close all our stores there. We did this concert. He said, I didn't even think about it. I went back to the office and all of that. He said two weeks after, they just called and said, sales have gone up in this place. He said then he now you that it's what you put out there that comes back. See, if you help a blind person to cross the road, one day somebody will help you to cross into a place you cannot see and will protect you from all the dangers. We'll get into it tomorrow. That's why it says faith without works is what? Dead. That you can be saying, God but, but then it gives you an opportunity. Are you from? Say? I always tell people, you're asking for promotion. God promote me. Let them increase my salary. Increase my salary. You, you say things are not the way they are supposed to be. The country should increase my salary. The people under you, have you increased yes, their own salary? You say, he's a gate man. Please open the gate. Have you ever thought that this gate man too, the children want to go to school? Are you following what I'm saying? So the law is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 36 and 30 to 38. Uh, close with this here. It says, 1 Corinthians, Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened, except it dies. And that which thou sowest, Thou sowest not the body that shall be, but be a grain. It may chance of wheat or some other grain, but God giveth it a body as it had pleased him, to every seed its own body. So if you ever see any body, any situation that a person was blessed with by God, it's because that person obeyed an instruction because what God simply did was to give the seeds of that person a body. So real faith comes when the Bible says he that, you know, we want to reap. And say e- impossible things must happen. But that is he that observes the cloud shall not reap. But it starts with he that observes the wind shall not do what? so. We want to reign as kings, but the real key is whether you are a priest. You have priesthood and you have kingship. Priesthood is done before God and is sacrificial. Kingship is done in public and is a manifestation of life. Many people want to reign as the king, but do not know the sacrifices of the priesthood. And when you don't know the sacrifice of the priesthood, what you want to do is self-exaltation. For Jesus made himself a little lower, went to death, and God hath highly exalted him. That exaltation is coming from something. So the Spirit of God shows you the places. And I'm telling you, once there is... An issue between you. And, so look, just look at it very well, and and make sure you pass that test of love. Even if you want to fire a person, you say, "Okay, we are we are firing this person." All right, you out. Make sure you fire the person and pass. The test of See, there's somebody I've let go before in the office. Let me tell you this. Under normal circumstances, anybody will tell you. Huh? You want to let go of somebody inside the office. Anybody will tell you. uh, Shall we we have agreements? It's time for you to go. Go. we pay you this and go. I looked at the person. And we had bought a car for that person inside the office. I looked at the person. I looked at it that this person, they just had a child. The child probably one, two years. I considered how the child may suffer. It's raining season. How will they go out, coming, jumping on bus? This boy will suffer. You can go with the car. What's a brand new car? I'll pay your salary for this month. I'm not under an obligation to do that if you're an employer of labor. If you work in a place, they give you a car. When you finish working inside the place, they collect their car. Okay? If you're going to... Give, buy, if you're going to take the car, they'll be removing it from your salary or this again. So I paid for some months. Do you know at the end of, I gave the person salary after the person had gone for months. Just out of less. The month the salary stopped, the husband went on Facebook and said, writing rubbish. You know, inside your heart, you want to say that, Hawaii, oh <laughs> They will collect that car from you on top of all this one. But you just look at it and consider. You you get what I'm saying? It's a love work that you lose in the eyes of men to gain in the courts of God. Are you following what I'm saying? And the same person needed something. And I came back to the office. They asked me, Should we write this something? I said, Look, this life goes round. Even when you want to go to the next place, and they're asking you, tell him to come and write a letter. I said, Write the letter. I'll make no reference to anything. Because we shouldn't be in the way to stop people from going. But just that, learn your lesson. <laughs> Are you follow what I'm saying? You can't make a fool of God what you put into this earth will come back. Hmm? So God gives you the promise and says, one day I will show you the seed. And if you make that decision from that moment, things now trigger be on the earth and this confession you have been making will come back. Huh? Thanks